kick the dust up. From a town of just 3,000 people to playing stadiums that hold 20 times that, Luke Bryan is the definition of an artist making it against all odds. We go way out where there ain't nobody. Born and raised in Leesburg, Georgia, Thomas Luther Bryan and his family of peanut farmers always had a love for country music. And despite no one in the family actually playing an instrument, Luke took it upon himself to pick up a guitar at 14. After just one year, he had already lined up his first bar gig, and by 19, was set to move to Nashville to pursue a career in country music. Country girl, shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me, girl. Shake it for me. In November of 1996, just before he was set to move, those plans changed when his older brother, Chris Bryan, was tragically killed in a car accident. Respecting his mother's wishes to stay close to home, Luke delayed his Nashville dreams and attended Georgia Southern University. Six years after his original departure date, Luke finally arrived in Nashville, Tennessee, and it didn't take long for his talent as a songwriter to be noticed. He quickly joined a publishing house where he penned the title track for Travis Tritt's album Honky Tonk History. That success led him to co-writing a song that would change Luke's life as a musician forever. Thank God for good direction. Turn them green. Billy Currington's good directions would skyrocket to the top of the country charts and lead to Luke signing with Capital Nashville, where he would co-write his first debut single. All my friends say would land him an invite to the Grand Ole Opry. And as anyone in country knows, if you can make it at the Opry, you can make it anywhere. In May of 2007, just days after his Opry appearance, Luke Bryan experienced tragedy yet again with the unexpected loss of his sister Kelly. The combined heartbreak of losing his only siblings would eventually lead to the inspiration and dedication of his single, Drink a Beer. Set right here on the edge of this A memorial song that would reach the number one spot on Billboard's Hot Country Songs chart on February 15th, 2014. Drink a beer now, 20 years after his Nashville arrival, Luke Bryan has become more than just a country music legend, but a household name known for his work as a philanthropist, restaurant owner, music label executive, judge on American Idol, and a discography of honesty, relatability, and most notably, celebration. One margarita, two margarita, three margarita shot. One margarita, two margarita, three margarita will be gone. My name is Brew. This is the Spout Podcast, where famous people spout off for more than what they're famous for. And today, that's Luke Bryan. We'll be gone. I want to hype you up a little bit, so get ready for it. Luke Bryan. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I mean, anytime people um, start rambling off kind of some of the stats that, you know, while you're in the middle of this, you don't realize you're, you're, you're you're building up all these stats and every time you hear them, you're like, wow, uh, what an amazing, what an amazing situation. So it's, it's, um, anytime I hear that, yeah, it's hard to wrap your head around 15 billion. So crazy. And then 12 million albums sold. Like think back to the early part of your career. Can you even imagine like knowing that info that you were going to sell 12 million albums? I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You're just, you're in there, you're making albums, you're doing, 
you're doing everything you can to be relevant and try to make it. And uh, all of a sudden, things start happening for you. So uh, all I ever wanted to do was just enjoy being on stage, enjoying making music. And gosh, I mean, I've I've truly enjoyed every every second of this and every aspect and still still am. I mean, now that I'm back out on the road, it it certainly feels amazing. I think that is like the secret. You still love it. You got to love it. You're back on stage performing. How's that feel? You had to shake the rust off. You know, I was pretty lucky. I mean, we, we rolled back in. Um, we rolled back in pretty, pretty with a lot of fluidness. I mean, it, it really wasn't, uh, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like getting back on a bicycle and, and letting it happen. So we, um, uh, we, we did a couple shows in June, which kind of, um, got me warmed up and then we really started hitting it hard in mid July and everything's been amazing. The crowds have been great and, uh, uh, life's been good. No mishap, son. No, like I forgot to turn the mic on, forgot my boots, forgot my guitar. Yeah, we, we, well, we rehearsed, you know, my band really, really rehearsed, uh, quite a bit. And, you know, it, it, the main thing for me was songs that I was, um, that had been a few years since I've done, um, just going back and polishing up some of the lyrics. I mean, not making sure you don't forget the lyrics. And I really hadn't dealt with any of that. So I'm really blessed to be remembering all the lyrics. Absolutely. Well, it's so good getting to talk to you, man. You're one of my favorite artists to interview. It's been a while. What's this last year been like for you? Well, it, it was a great year. I mean, obviously, you know, I spent a, a big part of the year really, really concerned about obviously the world. Um, I was concerned certainly about, um, the music business and all forms of entertainment business. I mean, you know, it was a, certainly a a big, a big blow to, um, a lot of people out there that work in entertainment, um, when they, when they can't go to work. So with me, um, I just tried to enjoy my family, be home, sleep in my bed every night and really, really, um. I mean, it was kind of like a, a little bit of a sample of retirement for me one day. And, uh, but thank God, you know, I had American Idol and, um, I had American Idol and, you know, so I stayed busy with American Idol. I mean, I had a pretty busy kind of pandemic. I mean, I was putting records out and, and, uh, doing a lot of stuff, but, but it was certainly nice to be home a lot. And, um, and like I said, you know, I was just uh, spent a lot of time really certainly worrying about um, how, how, how long this stuff would go on and, and certainly all the challenges that were that were that were happening during the certainly during the, the critical months of the pandemic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey friends, it's Brew. I want to share something that could be life-changing. Is there something you think that's preventing you from like achieving your goals or maybe your full potential happiness? If so, 
should definitely check out betterhelp.com slash spout. BetterHelp, that's better H-E-L-P. BetterHelp will look into what areas you think you need help with in life. This isn't like a crisis line or self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. You can talk to a professional anytime and start communicating in under 48 hours. These are professionals who care, that are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, any of those things weighing on you. Sometimes having someone just to talk to is all the difference in the world. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash spout. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash spout. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash spout. Seems like for you, it never slowed down during the pandemic. Just so many projects in the works, and you really are so multi-talented. I'd love to talk about American Idol, but you mentioned retirement. Is that something you think about? Like, you got a date in mind that you want to leave on top or what? <laughs> well, I mean, no, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think I'll ever, you know, it, I, I, it'd be, I don't think I'll ever necessarily retire. You know, I think I'll always you know, I'll have little kind of decompression phases, you know, where I slow down, kind of take a breath, try to, um, you know, go travel a little bit and, and, and spend some, you know, as, as my boys, as my children get older and, and their sports are really, really, uh, you know, that's the main thing, trying to be there for sporting events and certainly their high school years. But I'll always, I mean, I love I love waking up and getting busy and getting going and, and, and working hard. And, and, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm kind of a busy body and I love to play and I love to go hunt and fish and, and be in the woods and stuff like that. But then when it's time to get back to work, I get a little antsy too. So, so I love, I love, uh, I love putting my boots on every day and going to work. During this period of, you know, 2019 to 2021, where there was a little bit of extra time, maybe not a ton for you, were you writing a lot? Did you have any creative block or how was that process? No, I wrote a, you know, I wrote a little bit. I mean, I would say that, that, um, you know, I'm not like frantically writing anymore. You know, I like, I like to really try to wait on great song ideas and then try to write and, um, and, try to write smart, you know, not, I mean, there were times in my career, I was writing three or four songs a day, five days a week. And a lot of those moments are what got me to certainly other levels. But now, I mean, you know, uh, when I get back really into songwriting mode, I'll try to write two songs a week, two or three songs a week, and really um, start kind of focusing focusing on what I need to put an album together. I mean, the main thing when you're building an album, you got to go cut a few songs and start um, getting a sense of where the album is going. And then you can start writing, writing to kind of fill the gaps. And, and you may, you know, you may cut, you know, seven or eight songs and you're like, Oh, I'm missing, I'm missing this type of song. And then you can go write kind of the song that you're kind of missing to kind of fill in, fill in some holes. And during this downtime, it was tough. I mean, not super tough. We did a lot of Netflix and eating comfort foods. But you being on stage and having an active lifestyle, how did you, you know, get back in shape after that period? Well, I mean, I always try to try to ride them. I've got a, uh, I've been cycling the past six years now. So 
if I can get out and do like a hundred miles a week, that's a, that's a great week for me riding the bike. And then back out on the road, you know, I'm back, I got a trainer out. So once a day I, I get with him, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm in tip. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm in a weird place in my, I'm like more muscular and bigger than I've ever, ever been. So I, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to trim down a little bit, but, but you know, I, Hey, you know, as long as I can have fun on stage and, and not be up there, um, out of breath, sucking wind, you know, and I hadn't really, I've been in, I feel like I'm in pretty good shape right now. I'm getting million dollar ideas while I'm listening to you. You need to get like a partnership with Peloton, make it the Luke Bryan trails. They're playing sunrise, sunburn, sunset, repeat, just motivating them while you ride the bike. You never know. Any new passions or hobbies that you developed? Well, I learned how to fly a helicopter over covid so that's a cool thing to add to the resume luke bryan the pilot yeah it was uh it was pretty amazing i met a uh i met a a retired um apache pilot and um i kind of got into helicopters uh flying i would fly over to my duck hunting lease over around the mississippi river so i would fly and then i was like hey you know i'm I'm never going to really like be a helicopter pilot by myself you know but you know while i was up there and you know, I put 50 or 60 hours in flying. So it's been really like I flew, I flew from Nashville to Cincinnati today with my pilot. And we, uh, you know, I flew the whole way, a couple of hours. And uh, so it's been something that's really, really been uh, enjoyable over the pandemic is just uh, saying that, hey, I can fly a helicopter. For sure. Well, dude, you have so many projects in the works. One of those is a five-part documentary you've got coming out, highlighting the early part of your life. And it looks like it dives deep. You have home videos going through the tragedies that you've endured. Is it scary opening up in something that, you know, personal? No, I feel like it's something people need to see. I mean, scary is not the term. You know, I just feel like you know, it's not, it's just the truth and it's just my life. And, and, um, I think whether you know who I am or not as a, as a viewer, I think people will be able to watch this and go, you know, uh, wow, what, you know, this guy kind of navigated quite a few challenges. And, and, um, I feel like if we can inspire people to navigate their own challenges and, and try to come out on the other end that that'll be an um, that'll be a, a an amazing success dude that's such good advice like i feel like people sometimes go through life they'll pick a career path or something that they do that they're not certainly you know happy about whether that's pressures of society or their parents so it's really good to remember if you stay true to yourself i mean you can't go wrong quote unquote luke bryan <laughs> Hey, so back to me bragging about you being such a nice person. You got Katy Berry's little baby, Daisy, a BB gun. Well, I haven't bought the gifts yet. I just have them. I have them in my brain. So uh, it's going to take a little time for me to compile the uh, all the gifts. So, yeah. And then I heard a Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani wedding gift is in the works. Can you share what that is? Probably one gift will be a taser so Gwen can just tase Blake. Put him in the bed. Love it. Then you can just like airdrop it from your helicopter, a taser down to Gwen. (laughs) Luke, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. This is the Spout Podcast, and we appreciate you so much. Brody, thanks, buddy. See more of our conversation with Luke Bryan at Spout underscore podcast on IG and Twitter. Plus, if you follow the Spout Podcast, you could win one of five Luke Bryan autographs. Simply follow Spout underscore podcast and check your DMs to see if you've won. 
Next week, Billie Eilish spouts off. It's a thing that we should all be able to do is say, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I'm not, this isn't my thing, you know, even though I want to be, I want to do this because I want to be able to say that I'm capable of this, but I'm still learning. Still to come this season of the Spout Podcast, Addison Ray, Lizzo, Dixie D'Amelio, Normani, and more. Be sure to listen to the Spout Podcast every Thursday night at nine on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Spout Podcast is presented by Alpha Media, produced by Gorilla Sound, and created by Phil Becker. Spout. <laughs>